Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love talking to Dan Roberts. Uh, you know him. He's with uh, Decrypt.co. Uh, he is the uh, editor-in-chief. You also knew him from his work with a lot of other uh, media, uh, including when we got connected with him and was many years with uh, the folks at Yahoo Finance, one of my favorite websites as editor-at-large there. And uh, Decrypt is awesome. Decrypt.co, phenomenal website for people regardless of background, knowledge, skill level, whatever terminology you want to use. It's got content for everybody there. And uh, it's a great place for, for people like me to go who, who got started knowing virtually nothing. And I keep moving up the ladder, and it keeps accommodating me along the way. It's just a phenomenal site. Always love having you on the show. Dan Roberts got an interesting topic that – as you pointed out during the break, isn't directly related to uh, to uh, crypto, but has a profound impact on all things crypto, which is what's going on with Elon Musk and Twitter. And welcome. Yeah, so thanks so much for having me back on. You know, it's funny. I mean, it's not a crypto story, and then in some ways it is a crypto story. Uh, the This Musk-Twitter takeover, which has lasted the whole summer. I mean, I think we've even talked about it before. It's it's the story that keeps on giving, and it involves everything, right? I mean, it's big tech, it's crypto, it's social media, it's politics, because there are people at Twitter who don't want the company to be owned by Elon Musk because he's such a firebrand uh, on social media. But I'll, I'll give you kind of the 30-foot view here, which is the latest is he's trying to get out of the deal, and it's kind of, ha-ha, you know, just as everyone predicted. When he first announced he was going to buy Twitter, people said, come on. He's not serious about this. He's not really going to buy the company. And he said, no, no, I'm serious. And he made a very, very generous offer that, you know, it turned out he would have to take out some debt just to be able to pay that amount, something like $44 billion at the time. And then just as everyone predicted, he started to try to wiggle out of the deal. And his main argument for trying to get out of it is that he is uh, accusing Twitter, Inc. of not being fully – forthcoming with him on disclosing information he has requested as part of the acquisition. The information is, what percent of Twitter accounts are bots? What percent of the accounts are not real human beings? And that might seem trivial, but he's trying to hang his whole argument on it to wiggle out of the deal. And at first, Twitter mm -hmm. said, you know, it's this very small percentage. And then, just like a, a wonderful, you know, savior for him, even though this whistleblower said that he you know, was, was going to do this even before Musk's offer, a whistleblower came out, a former Twitter exec, and said Twitter's not being honest about a number of things, including the percent of bots on the platform. Now, here's where you get into crypto. Not only is Elon Musk probably one of the five loudest voices in the room tweeting about crypto on Twitter, and his tweets about crypto can often move markets. I mean, he can just tweet, in I like Dogecoin. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, he, he can tweet, I like Dogecoin, and Dogecoin goes up 30%. But in addition, right. a lot of these bot accounts are crypto-related. They're junky, crappy spam bots that are tweeting, you know, buy this new coin and click here and give us your wallet address. And sadly, a lot of people fall for those. And the other thing the bot accounts do is they do um, duplicate fake accounts that make it look like it's from Musk. So if you look up any Elon Musk tweet, there will be replies that look like it's Musk himself adding to his own tweet saying, you know, click here and I'll give you free Bitcoin. And then when you actually click, 
it's not his account. It's some bot account that is using his photo. And, you know, yeah. it is a problem. I, I think he's not wrong about that. It's a real problem on Twitter. Now, whether yeah. that's going to help it back out of the deal, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Talk about the uh, you know the the larger implications of this. You know, and I, actually, let me ask you a different question first because time's always at the absence. And it's only something I recently thought about. Thought about uh, when this began, interest rates were at a very different rate. You know, and you mentioned mm. the debt that I hadn't really put two and two together. Uh, but if he was getting anything similar to conventional money to make this deal happen, and I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I've never been a billionaire, so I don't know how, how they finance things. But if there's any conventional money involved, the de- financial dynamics of the payback of any debt changed yep. dramatically from the time the conversation began to where we are now. How much of a role do you think that may have played? Well, that's right. I mean, things have totally changed. Not even just interest rates. I mean, it's really, we've entered a total bear market. I forget if we're actually saying recession yet, God forbid. But, you know, as we discussed recently, everything's bad. There's no nowhere to hide right now in terms of the market or equities, what have you. It's not just crypto. And does that change the, the temperature and the climate around this offer? Uh, he signed agreements with, I believe, Bank of America and Morgan Stanley for loans of more than $20 billion. So, you know, mm-hmm. that was back when he made this overly generous offer. Well, how does this change things? And if he's trying to back out of the deal, uh, how do you make them whole? You know, what kind of fee does he have to pay? Does he have to pay a kill fee if he backs out of the deal? So all those things are relevant. But I think first up is just can he actually wiggle out of this with the bot argument? The other irony is if he doesn't want to buy the company, if you're Twitter and you're, you know, either Twitter shareholders, I guess they just want the best offer, but – why would you want to try and force someone to buy the company who now very clearly, desperately doesn't want to buy it? That's another irony here is, you know, the board saying, we're going to hold him to it. This isn't valid. We're not going to let him back out. Well, why do you want this guy who's already super controversial and kind of flighty and very, very um, unpredictable? Why do you want him being your new, you know, corporate owner? Uh, you certainly don't want yeah. him being CEO, although it's thought he'd put a different CEO in place. So you're right. That's a consideration. Interest rates, the current market environment, the banks that he recruited, it's all on the table. I mean, add to that the Jack Dorsey element. I mean, Jack Dorsey, who was the co-founder of this company, was CEO when Musk made this offer and then resigned from the company. And uh, this guy, Padrag, is the CEO now. And Musk has basically repeatedly insulted this guy's character on Twitter. It's all quite mm-hmm. a, um, a soap opera, you know? Well, yes, very much. It's systemic churns. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting to watch. And I wonder, you know, that's a great question you're asking. You know, why are they enthusiastic about uh, selling to someone who clearly doesn't want it or at least comes across that way? It's really difficult to use the word clearly with Elon Musk. It really is difficult. But yeah, I think you're right, though. I think that is the uh, impression he's certainly giving. You know, and I wonder if that just shows how bad Twitter is. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I've, I've said for years, Kev, that, you know, we journalists and people in the media love Twitter, but I'm blown away by how slowly it has grown. I mean, even for four years, this was the President of the United States' main um, tool for communicating for the public. And still, you couldn't get more users on there. The the rate of active user growth has been so underwhelming, and the revenue growth has been underwhelming. It's like 
you know, can they get an operator to come in and figure out how this company can get bigger and make more money? I don't know if that operator is Elon Musk, but something has to change at the company. I mean, obviously, I'm a, a huge fan of the app. I think it's a wonderful tool, but I'm still blown away at how small it is compared to, say, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I mean, small media, you know, particularly small niche media, uh, you know, really depends on it. You know, that even includes our media. We, we use it a lot, obviously. And, so, and, and I think a lot of people like a diversity of opinion. Uh, which is why it's kind of like the people's news feed, right? Or at least that's how it should be seen. Uh, but it hasn't really caught on. And now with all the exposure about bots, everyone wonders how much, I mean, you and I had an interesting exchange where I knew it was a bot, but I was bored and was playing with it. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, people begin to wonder, you know, am I, am, have I left reality and I'm now in bot world when they're, when they're on there? Who wants to do that? Where, where's meaningful exchange and all that? Yeah, I mean, 100%. And unfortunately, I, I think it adds to some people's perception that crypto is vaguely scammy and shady and risky because there are so many crypto-related bot and spam accounts. So it's, yeah, it's bad for the whole industry. Final thoughts from you, Dan, as we wrap up this segment. Oh, I guess just uh, we'll continue watching this story. And if it doesn't go Musk's way, which it, it, it's, it's really hard to imagine that he won't somehow get out of this. You know, it's hard to imagine someone being forced into um, sticking by an offer they made now that months have gone by. But let's say it doesn't go his way and he has to buy Twitter. Um, it'll become even more of a crypto story once again, because when he first said he wanted to buy it, he talked about all these new features he would bring, including... Uh, paying for premium stuff with cryptocurrency and putting Twitter, you know, on, on a blockchain and making it a decentralized protocol. So all those things would be in play again if he has to buy the company. So that'll be really interesting. We'll be watching closely along with everyone else in, in tech and finance. Yeah, very good. Make sure you check, check out the crypt. .co, one of my favorite sites, one of my go-tos. Frankly, it's about the only one I go to. That's bad, but I only have so much time to do anything. You know that, Dan. We cover everything in the in news and, and particularly business front. And so you're like, I would say 90% of my reading in the crypto space is in your, on your website. So it's huge. Thanks so much for what, what you do. Always love having you on. Thanks, Kevin. That's what we love to hear. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.